I think we need to recognize that we all have struggles and challenges and to kind of notice what's happening in the world when we are not operating from a place of harmony and love and compassion for ourselves and for each other. And I just want everyone to always be on the path of healing themselves so that they can always be a better version of themselves. And that's not just for your own life, it's for everyone else around you. And I hope that everyone can harmonize together and to create a more beautiful world where we all live from a place of love and light and compassion and peace. Hey, I'm Jade Ellison, a multi-passionate creative based out of New York City who's obsessed with personal development and anything business from marketing, branding, creating online programs to launches and helping you step into your true self so that you can share your gifts with the world. Gain insights with manifesting, creating life on purpose and get ready to elevate yourself in ways that will surprise even you. Included in your weekly dose of inspiration, get ready to be entertained, uplifted, and encouraged to take action with simple and easy-to-apply tips, tools, and strategies that fit into your busy daily life, sprinkled with some woo-woo along the way. From embracing your confidence to mastering success habits, setting achievable goals, and ways to harness positive mindsets and beliefs so that you can kick self-doubt and your inner critic to the curb where they belong. Whatever's on the topic call sheet, I'll help you navigate the raw, messy, and sometimes hilarious truths of achieving success, abundance, and happiness, all while encouraging you to become the best version of yourself. So think of me as your go-to girlfriend, talking over some coffee, getting real, and giving you some amazing advice to go from hot mess to thriving success. This is the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast, where together we'll unlock your true potential to design the life and business of your dreams. I'm your host, Jade Ellison, and today we have a super special guest with us, Erica Simbala, founder of Zen Bunny Sound Healing. Erica is a certified sound healer and Reiki Level 2 practitioner based in Morris County, New Jersey. She received sound healing training and certification in 2017 with Anna Netanel Shakti Sound Bath in Los Angeles, California, before moving back to New Jersey where Zen Bunny was born. I freaking love that name. Erica had the opportunity to play alongside the Shakti Sound High Vibe Tribe. She continued her sound healing education by receiving additional certification with Golden Drum in New York in 2023. Through this training, she expanded her wisdom to incorporate different styles and elements. Erica continues discovering new instruments and practices alongside her journey to connect with her clients in a more meaningful and powerful way. Erica, it's so awesome to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And before we jump in to learn more about Erica, if you would like weekly inspiration and would like to stay updated when I release new episodes, check out jadeellison.com and sign up for the VIP insider list where you'll get access to your Empowered Morning Mindset checklist, an awesome download you'll get completely free just for signing up, which will give you your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. So Erica is one of my favorite people who I'm so happy is on the podcast because I was fortunate enough to experience one of the most transformative and incredible sound bath healings that I have done a couple months ago, and the frequency and energy that my own personal high vibe self came. And you know, I always show up as high vibe as I can for you all. It truly resonated with me. 
for, I would say, weeks after doing that. So thank you so much for that event. My pleasure. So, Erica, share a little bit what drew you to sound healing and the modalities that go along with it, whether it be a spiritual breakthrough that you had or somebody who inspired you to do that. When did this journey start for yourself? So I moved to California from New Jersey in August of 2014. I moved out there by myself. I knew no one except my manager that hired me. And I had a friend like an hour and a half away, my cousin an hour and a half away, and no one really close by. Wow. So what manager? You went out for a job. Yeah, it was someone I had worked with the last job right before I left in the finance world. Okay, cool. So actually, I'm a full-time corporate finance analyst. That's amazing. I love math and numbers. Yeah, so very different mindset and the persona of mine versus like the spiritual side. And the spiritual side really did it evolve until I moved to California. I don't know if it's because of the energetic ley lines that are there, you know, like beneath the ground or just the culture, right? The culture is very different on the West Coast. And they were already more evolved in terms of spirituality and yoga and having that be very common wherever you looked. And even the music festivals that were out there had a lot of these workshops that were more about the spirit cool versus what you would find here on the East Coast. Amazingly, now, now that I've moved back a couple of years ago, that's evolving here as well. And I'm coming into contact and interacting with a lot more people that are also healers, like various different types of healers. And there's yoga studios popping up everywhere and there's healing centers popping up. Absolutely. People are talking more about energy and recognizing that there's more to wellness than just the traditional like Western medicine type talk where like, you know, your vitamins, the sun, going to doctors, exercising, meditating is now becoming more of a topic. Absolutely. I talk about that in almost every episode. Yeah. I'll transition back later on, but let's go back to California. So music festivals were like actually a really huge thing for me, electronic music, where it is about authentic expression of yourself of your soul it's where you can truly feel like you belong and no one's judging you and you dance you know freedom of expression of the body and I always felt most like myself in that situation in that scenario that's different than Burning Man right or is that like a music festival it's in line with Burning Man cool. I have not been to that one in particular so there is one which is where I first discovered sound healing it's called lightning in a bottle lightning in a bottle yes lightning in a bottle cool I absolutely love that festival it's huge and there's two yoga tents if you can imagine the size of it, like on opposite sides of the campgrounds, there's just like, I don't even know how many people are there, but like at least 15,000 are there. Wow. It's massive. And they have these like little villages set up in between the stages. So there's also six, seven at least stages of different various electronic music. But then you have these villages that have workshops running all day. Cool. And there's like, 
all about nutrition and like healthy cooking and learning about like Ayurvedic cooking or herbs, right? And then you have, there was like an astrology tent. So there was a famous astrologer that came by. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'm like totally jealous of everything you're saying right now. It's really fun. And you get to learn a lot. So it's not like a typical music festival where you're just going all these music stages. You get a chance to learn about topics that you love, esoteric topics, really. There's people coming in about talking about love and relationships. And there's also like all these various styles of yoga. There's yoga teachers from all around the world that are coming in. So you have a selection of two different yoga teachers every hour. There was like ecstatic dance. There was a belly dancing class that I took that was really fun. And that's incredible. Yeah, really, really fun. And at night, they would finish off in one of the tents around like three to four in the morning with a sound bath. And I had never heard of that before. And it was my first time going to Cecil. And I had a friend tell me like, you have to try the sound bath. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I went. Right. Because at first you're like, are you like in a bathtub with water? Like what has happening? <laughs> but I know because I've experienced it, what it is. So go ahead and share with us like what that first moment was when your friend was like, let's go do the sound bath. Well, she didn't come with me. I just went by myself, really. Was it in the village or was it its own separate area or in the yoga tents, like the sound bath ending the day at 3 a.m.? There was one stage somewhere in the middle of the festival grounds that just had the sound bath. So my friend was telling me that I should check out this event. I found it on the schedule and saw that it was really late at night while everything else was shutting down. So I'm like, Right. You know, I moved myself to across the country by myself. I'm here to experience new things. I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me just go say yes to every new thing that I hear about. So I check it out and it's just a bunch of people laying down and there's these weird instruments playing and it was fairly quiet. I'm like, this is cool. But I didn't really get much out of it at the time. I was just like, okay, like this is interesting. And then a few months later, Wait, can we just dive into that just for a sec? What did you see? Was it how I came in when you did the event for the sound bath healing? Like what instruments did you see that were there for that session? I remember there being gongs. Cool. And I believe the crystal bowls were there, but I don't remember what else was there. I was kind of towards the back. Okay. And I was more just taking in like, there's just people like laying down on these mats in this weird tent. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> In like Savasana pose, which is like the dead man's pose in yoga. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said a couple months later. I think actually it was a year later. Okay. Now that I'm remembering my timelines, life became very different for me then. It was about a year later. And I, one of my really good friends from one of the festivals I went to, told me she's going to the sound bath with Anna Natanel. And, and she's like, I really want you to come with me. And I'm like, all right. You know, here it is coming up into my my realm, my reality again. So let's see what it's about. And as soon as she started playing the gong, Anna, I very quickly drifted off. I remember my brain trying to comprehend what those sounds were. It sounded like being out in space. Like if you've ever seen any videos of like the physics of astrophysics, right? Of what it sounds like out there these weird sounds you can't comprehend. And I just knocked out. I knocked out for the rest of the sound bath, except for the very end. I believe she was coming around with the crystal singing pyramid. 
one of the instruments I use in my sound baths. I love that one. And I had my legs kind of like in a butterfly pose as I was laying and I just felt like a pop. There was like an energetic bubble that popped in my hips and it just like released. And I was like, oh, I really got a physical effect from this that I wasn't expecting. And at the end of the session, she was saying that she was offering certification classes, I think the following month. And I had already signed up for Reiki certification in that same month. Yeah, I was just on this whole journey since I moved to California. Like I went vegan for a few months. I was just trying new foods. I was just trying new lifestyles. I had shaved half my head. I had this crazy hairstyle. That's so rock star. I love it. It was also like this purplish color. I was getting really into crystals and crystal healing and just what are all these new ways of connecting with spirit? So really what drew me to sound healing was my experience, but also she had these quartz crystal singing bowls. So the connection between that and me getting into crystals at the time, I was, wow, like I need those. I have no idea what those are, but I want to play them. Amazing. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to sign up for the certification because I feel like I'm just on this path of learning all these different healing modalities. So what would you say were those initial benefits that you received other than that physical sensation where you knew it was possibly unlocking? I know that you didn't use that word, but possibly like unlocking or removing a blockage to open yourself up to like a different energetic level. What were the benefits that you initially experienced that you're like, I'm going to do this for my clients? Was it a personal thing for yourself because you did go through the certification or you're like, I'm going to help people how Anna has helped people? For me, I've always wanted to help people. It's actually really relevant to like what's going on in the world today. Absolutely. And I I had a really tough time with it last week as, as the news were coming out. But I remembered being 13 and during that age, it's already kind of cruel being in school and everyone's like in their ego and mean <laughs> just discovering like how to interact with other human beings and it's a really tough time for everyone to kind of grow up with but I also kind of recognized the darkness that was in our world and just the inhumane actions of others and hating each other killing each other and it really kind of like disturbed me and I think because I am an empath and I'm really sensitive to what's out there I had just always wanted to help. I, I don't know why. It was just like something I've always been born with. And that was really the time that it became prevalent for me. And I kind of started going through my own journey of darkness and shadow work wow. as a teenager and not understanding what was happening with me and not really getting the support that I needed either because my family didn't understand what's going on. I didn't know anything about yoga and nothing about spirituality. And I eventually just like, once I got to college, like I started experimenting with life and still traveling down this like dark rabbit hole. And it wasn't until maybe I got into like the workforce, like the corporate world that I started to have to become a little bit more professional. I think it was also in a restaurant business that I, as a waitress, I started learning how to like interact with others a little bit more and just getting a little more confident with myself. Right. And then I moved to California and then started discovering spirituality and energy healing and how you can learn these modalities like very 
easily. It was very easy to come by and to find. And I was like, maybe this is my path. This is how I'm going to help heal other people. I love that. Yeah, because all the different struggles that we all personally go through that you've gone through, that our listeners have gone through, it's almost as if like even embracing the suck, like when it's happening, you don't embrace it. But somehow our spirit is strong enough to get us through that and then guides us to circumstances and events and aligns us with the right people. Like you were called to go to California and you follow that intuition. And I really admire that because growing up, I always had a dream to do what I'm doing now. But also there was like a secondary dream where I wanted to become a fashion designer and I wanted to go out to California to do fashion design. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting accepted to both schools. Gosh, I don't remember the name of it. It was in San Francisco. But I also at the same time got accepted to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And I had started dating my hubby at the time, 25 years ago. And I was like, I'm going to stay here because I wanted to be with him. And I really admire you for going out and following that strength that you had to go to California on your own with <laughs> your manager having gone first and only like having a couple of friends an hour and a half away. Like you're brave as you're like a brave bunny to me. <laughs> and it's interesting that you use that analogy of like going down this rabbit hole. Like Zen Bunny was born. So from California, getting your certification in the sound bath healing with Anna, where did the journey lead you to starting Zen Bunny? And how did you come up with that name? Because I freaking love that name. It's a good question. I don't quite remember, but let's see if I can retract some of my memories. It was when Instagram became a thing. And so I started a page and I couldn't wait to kind of showcase all my friends, everything that I was doing and seeing in California and being surrounded by all this beauty. But I needed a name for my Instagram handle. And I was already kind of, you know, seeing all this spirituality all around me. So that's what forms Zen. The bunny came from my Chinese astrological sign as a rabbit. And when I was younger, I said, it really loves the Playboy bunny, just like the symbol. I thought he was really cute. My friends are always buying Playboy bunny gifts and they just also associated me with bunny. My rave name during that time before I came to California was Zyka, which means bunny in Russian. And my Russian best friend also calls me Zyka or Zyanka. So it's like a really cute like term of endearment. That is so cute. Related to a bunny. I love that. Yeah. So there was already like this bunny persona that was around and then I just kind of put the two together so I became some bunny I love it I love that so much and I love that it was like throughout your life in addition to your Chinese astrological sign being a rabbit which mine is a boar so <laughs> that is so boring oh and boar compared to the rabbit which is so adorable thank you for sharing that so that's cool so when it comes to sound healing what would you say are like some of your favorite instruments that you use? Because for those of you tuning in, you might just be like, what the heck is a crystal ball and a gong? Like <laughs> there's other things that are used in addition to sound healing. So I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about and you could absolutely jump in because this is what my interpretation of sound healing is. It's a set amount of frequencies and vibrations that 
activate different parts of your brain that make you become very present in the moment. And when it's used by a proper certified sound healer, the different instruments will help uplift and create areas in your body where blockages are removed Uh and your vibration raises so that you're in a new place after the sound healing, hence the sound bath healing. So could you expand on that or completely correct me if I'm wrong? No, you're definitely on the right track there. I'm sure someone has never heard about this before. And I've had like a lawyer. I'm like, you should come to one of my sound baths. And he's like, do people wear clothes? It's like, are you taking a bath? A lawyer. Yes. (laughs) I was like, no, sir, I would not invite you to that. It is a healing ceremony, kind of, as you will. So, yes, there's energetic. And you do wear clothes. You're like in your yoga clothes. Yes. Or whatever is comfortable for you. Comfortable loose clothing. Right. So sound healing is the frequencies of the different instruments. Some are tuned to specific frequencies. So such as the crystal bowls, you can have them either tuned to 440 hertz, which is like the common frequency of music today. And then you have 432, which is the frequency of love and creation. And that's what my sound healing teacher, Anna Netanel, used. And I was really drawn to that one because of what it means. And it's also a multiple of eight. And our planet Earth spins, right? All planets are spinning and vibrating. And when they're doing that, they are also creating a sound out in space. And Earth's frequency is also called the Schumann resonance. He's the one that discovered it. So it's 7.8 hertz, which rounded up is around eight. And in music, the perfect rhythm is as well as the count of eight. And so sound healing, when you're using that frequency, helps to realign you to Earth's rhythm. It's a way of grounding yourself the same way as you can put your feet into the soil of grounding into Mother Earth, which really helps then to align yourself internally. It helps you to harmonize with everything around you. It helps you to slow down. And the other instruments can have different frequencies as well. So those can correlate to, as you said, like the different parts of your body, but also the different chakras. So sometimes our chakras are out of balance and the frequencies of sound healing in these special instruments helps to restore the balance as well as the speed of it. So sometimes our chakras are spinning too fast or sometimes they're too slow, which then affects how we operate physically and emotionally and mentally because each chakra is related to different sensations, different emotions. So like your root chakra is connected to the feeling of safety and security. Your solar plexus is connected to your confidence or when it's spinning too low, then you're feeling like you might be feeling a lot of shame. You might be feeling like you're not ready to step out into the world versus if it's spinning too fast, like you're like really aggressive, you're power hungry. And so your heart chakra, if that's spinning too slow, like you're kind of in this like depressive state versus it's spinning too high, you're in this manic state. So you're like 
overly attached to people, like you're codependent versus when you're in balance, then you feel at ease. Wow. Right. You're able to forgive. You're operating just from a place of loving compassion and kindness without having to attach to anything. That's amazing. And then what about with the spinning of your throat chakra? Because I'm curious if that affects like introverts and outroverts. Yeah. Like over speaking or under speaking, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So if your throat chakra is spinning out of control, like you're constantly talking, you're talking too much, you're talking over people, you're not listening, right? Because it's all about you having to express your needs versus listening to what someone else has to say and what their needs are. And when your throat chakra is spinning too slow, then you're not communicating your needs enough. You're not expressing who you are and your boundaries are ineffective as well. So the throat chakra is all about kind of expressing your boundaries and letting people know what your tolerance levels are. Like, no, I'm actually not okay with this. Or, hey, you said this and this kind of made me feel not great. That's a form of a boundary that if your throat chakra is not spinning in harmony and in perfect balance, you're just always going to get kind of like overstepped by other people. I'm so happy you're sharing this because... I love my hubby. I really do. And we've been through a lot of ups and downs. We are best friends. We share everything with each other. But I find that a lot of times he's a giver, you know, and a lot of times he won't necessarily share what he's going through at the time. It will build up and build up and build up. And then like Uh an argument will take place or a major disagreement will take place. And I'll be like, hey, I was asking you at the time to just share what's going on. But I realized that it's a balance of his throat chakra. He probably has a slower spinning throat chakra and he's come to sound healings with me and he always feels better afterwards. So I can't believe I just missed your most recent one. So I'm going to have to make sure that I follow your schedule so I could jump into the next one because he definitely wants to join me. Because when I came out of yours a couple months ago, he saw the effect that it had on me and my mood. So... I'm so thankful for that. I'm going to thank you again for that because you really are so incredible at what you do. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's feedback like this and hearing all of the clients afterwards and seeing <laughs> how zen out they are at the end of a session that keeps me going with this. And it makes me love, you know, sharing that healing and radiating that outwards. So I love all of this. And that brings us to the middle of the episode. If you're enjoying this episode, And you're also loving the topics discussed today. If you could share it with three friends who you feel would gain value from this episode because you never know who you can uplift. And if you could also give it five stars on the podcast listening app that you're tuning in on, it truly helps get in front of more like-minded listeners like yourself. And make sure to check out the show notes to find out more ways of how you could work with Erica, founder of Zen Bunny Sound Healing. So I love the whole idea of balancing the chakras and your desire to help others and really like uplift their frequencies. And it's incredible that you're in a corporate job of finance and you're working with modalities like this because there is a connection mathematically. I truly believe that. And the fact that a lot of the frequencies match the number eight that you're speaking about whether it be music or the Schumann Resonance 
of planet Earth, even the crystal bowl healing, that makes sense. Because spiritually, the number eight, when you turn it sideways, is the infinity sign. And it really connects all of us together and connects that harmony within letting us know that everything's going to be okay, even through the crazy times that we're experiencing on Earth right now. Yeah, that's really cool that you bring that up. I'm actually doing a Kundalini teacher training certification right now as well. And one of the topics was about infinity and the cosmic world and how we sometimes forget how big the universe really is. And we all have these struggles that we're dealing with and challenges and obstacles that come our way, even when everything is fine. And like, just it never stays that way. <laughs> but you always have to find a way to get through it. And it's there to shake you up for a reason. Right. But like, our challenges are really so small. We're just these tiny specks in the universe compared to like how vast it really is. And just the history of the cosmic world <laughs> compared to our small lifetime here on this planet. A hundred percent. I mean, what do they say? Earth has been here for four billion years. Like how do you even come up with that number? You know what I mean? Like mathematically, you know that light from the sun travels like 186,000 miles per second approximately. And if I'm wrong, I'll definitely change that in the show notes. But there's a science and a math to everything. And spiritually, there's this whole awakening that's taking place. And I feel like it's happened many times on Earth, whether or not you believe in the Atlantean times or the Lumerian times, or if that's completely new to you and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? There was Atlantis and there was Lumeria uh -huh. and there was beings on Earth that had the healing energies at the time, which looping back to what Erica shared earlier in the episode when she went out to California, the energy there is very different in Los Angeles or California because the ley lines cross there. And what ley lines are, are the natural patterns of Mother Earth that where if you could map back in history, a lot of the pyramids from ancient pyramids, not just in Egypt, but in Mexico, there's even hidden pyramids in China throughout the world. Those pyramids were on the ley lines and those ley lines have energy from planet Earth, from Mother Earth. And when the sun hits particular areas of the Earth, the activation of the top of the pyramids would shoot light to other parts of the pyramids in different parts of Earth. And the healing would be completely uplifted for the residents living around the pyramids and the surrounding areas. Apparently, from what I've read and what I've studied, that makes sense. And then there was, you know, a collapse where egos take place. And then the humans wanted to like conquer. The humans wanted to conquer and rule other parts of the world where like the pyramids were not used for that. And they were used for places of like residency, which is not what the original use of the pyramids were in the first place. So I went on a little tangent there, but yes, I just wanted to share like that. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing kind of like the science behind the ley lines. Something that I learned recently is the same way that our human bodies have all these nerves running through us, these kind of like energetic pathways and the reason why acupuncture is so effective in certain pressure points of the body where there's all these nerve endings. The druids way back when used to use copper dowsing 
and they would stick these copper rods into parts of the earth where there was a disruption of energies, where it wasn't really smooth, that you could feel the tension there. So they could stick these copper rods into the earth and that would realign how the energy was moving. It was like, it's like acupressure for the earth. That's so cool. I love that. And the Druids, is that in a movie? Like, am I like making that up? This was like a real tribe of people that existed. Oh, because I also thought Druids were, oh my God, maybe it's like in a movie where they call the tribe in a movie Druids. But you know what I mean? But this is like a real tribe. I know that you're saying it was a real tribe. I'm just saying like. Yeah, I believe they were also pagans, which I think a lot of us have a misconception of what paganism really is and it's because they were more into spirits wow so they're really kind of similar to the native americans that were indigenous to the americas in terms of how they connected with elements and plants and the animals so that was kind of like their guiding force and spirituality that's really cool that's super cool so what would be an ideal event for you in terms of like a sound bath healing? Would it be hosting like a tropical retreat somewhere Mm. or collaborating with somebody to do that? Like share with me and like everyone who's tuning in what that would be. That does sound fantastic. And hopefully one day I can get there. I just right now currently retreats are in places I can't really get to with all of my instruments. It's a lot to get onto a plane Right. You would have to like ship it there first, I guess. Right. Yes. So being in the corporate world and when I started getting the sound healing certification and really kind of developing that spiritual healing path, I looked around and saw how stressed out all of my colleagues were and that they don't have frequent or regular practices of releasing their stress so that they can maintain productivity and maintain a good emotional state to continue bringing home joy and love to their partners, to their families, right? Instead, a lot of them are bringing home that stress and everyone's just tired and they're in the cycle of that. So I saw the need for the healing in the corporate world. And one of my dreams is really to bring this form of wellness along with other modalities into the corporate world. And so along those lines, I have a current opportunity at my current job where we have this organization called the Employee Engagement Committee, and they really wanted to start up a wellness committee. And immediately my hand went up and I was like, I want to lead that. And so there's another colleague that was really interested in it as well. And we just spent a couple days planning our first event, which is going to be in a month. And I'm going to be doing a sound healing meditation for the first half hour. Then we're going to do some meditative painting and some make your own herbal teas. And I'm just really excited to have my foot in the door to bring this and hoping that next year we can have more events where there's different forms of breath work or meditation. And just like, even if it's once a month, to get employees kind of starting to think about that and a way to clear their minds. I love that. I got goosebumps when you were sharing (laughs) that because I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be this 
new wave of harmonizing workplace balance. And I'm looking at you as being that spark that's bringing it there. And to know that that's a dream and you're already starting that, that's awesome. It's so inspiring. And it's really something that is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. So taking that brave step and then doing that, that's super cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking about doing since 2017, once I got my certification. And so, yeah, six years later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm really doing it. I'm really nervous, but I I can't wait. I love it. I love it. And that's really in perfect alignment with this incredible quote that I'd love to leave our listeners with. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Brene Brown. I really love that quote and it really resonates with my path as well. That's awesome. So just to recap some things we discussed with our incredible guest today, Erica, founder of Zen Bunny Sound Healing, from taking her first leap and following her intuition to move to California and allowing herself to be in the energy of music festivals, specifically Lightning in a Bottle Festival, which helped open her up to the spiritual side of life from yoga to creativity and to her very first experience with a sound healing to being in the right place with the right people and meeting Anna Netanel at Shakti Sound Bath, where she got her certification for her sound healing training, to utilizing these modalities from crystal bowls, which are at the frequency of the number eight, which help ground our bodies to Mother Earth because it's the same as the Schumann resonance that Mother Earth spins, to using Tibetan sound healing bowls, which helps to balance out the speed and the frequency of our chakras to now stepping into her new training as a kundalini certified teacher to tying in how this is very similar in modalities to acupuncture and how it can heal our bodies and stepping into her true dream, which is to help those in the corporate world release stress so that they could maintain higher levels of productivity and bring home joy at the end of the day instead of stress. Erica, you are a light. I appreciate you so much. I'm so thankful that you came onto the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I think we need to recognize that we all have struggles and challenges and to kind of notice what's happening in the world when we are not operating from a place of harmony and love and compassion for ourselves and for each other. And I just want everyone to always be on the path of healing themselves so that they can always be a better version of themselves. And that's not just for your own life, it's for everyone else around you. And I hope that everyone can harmonize together and to create a more beautiful world where we all live from a place of love and light and compassion and peace. That was so beautiful. That just gave me such incredible goosebumps. You're incredible. I adore you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think I created my own (laughs) tears just now. (laughs) And they're beautiful. They're beautiful tears. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. That was awesome. We appreciate you. Stay committed to your vision, take consistent action, and know that great things are on the other side of that door. Because remember, only you hold the key to unlock your dream life. So why not start today? I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Can I just say you're awesome. You just finished an episode of the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. 
If you like this episode, feel free to leave a nice review and rate it five stars if you found it helpful. But if not, please don't rate it four stars. Just ignore this part. However, if you did like it, make sure you share it with a friend who may find some value in the topics discussed today. Be sure to share it with them because you never know who you could uplift. Also, if you want more, check out the show notes in the description, which would include any links that may have been mentioned in this episode. Are you still listening? Are you waiting for a blooper reel? That'd be a really fun idea to throw in at times. But seriously, are you tired of foggy mornings? Go to jadeellison.com to grab your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. That's right, your empowered morning mindset checklist. Y'all great day is just a thought away. Awesome. Great job, girl. We went on so many tangents. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, my God. You're amazing. You're amazing. You did it. You rock. Thank you. I feel like there was still so much I wanted to say, but yeah. And today we have a super special guest with us, Erica Tisbol. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm going to say that again. Symbolos. Erica Simbalov. Erica, Erica, you Erica, no, I'm going to say, you just feel good to say Erica T. I'm going to say, I got it, I got it. Mm. I'm going to say it again. I always give myself two things to do. And you could do that too when you're like recording for yourself anything that you want. Always have two takes. Not two takes of the entire podcast that we're doing. I'm just like, <laughs> the like the beginning, you know? Take one. Make us spend all no, day. Like, Jade, you're going to work all day. Oh my God. Seriously, thank you so much for being here. You're awesome. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. You too, sweetie.